the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Deacon Mark Campbell. Mark Amadeo. Ooh, yeah! And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome into One and All. Thanks for tuning in today, this morning, Thursday, February 22nd. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. we got a great one in store for you today. It's Thursday. Deacon Randy Keel coming up, Director of Cardiac Counseling. He's going to be talking about the first and or second reading as we prepare for this Sunday. Father P.J. McManus, Pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. We've got three questions. They've all come from the Leonetti children. All right. So we're going to do uh, kind of like a kiddo session here of, of questions. And uh, they've got a ton. So uh, I, I, I put down four. Um, but uh, they they had some fun with that, so we'll uh, we're going to have Father PJ McManus on, and a couple of these questions were really hard for me to answer. So Ralph Martin coming up at seven forty five today, President of Renewal Ministries. He's going to be uh, at the event, the Forge event, Monday, February twenty sixth. So it's just around the corner, and uh, Ralph has just just done some monumental work in the life of the church, uh, especially on prayer and helping people really discover or rediscover an intimate relationship with God. So Ralph Martin, he's a big guest. He's coming on at 745 today. I look forward to speaking with him. You're not going to want to miss him. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Deacon Mark with your top news stories of the day. Thank you, John. News today brought to you by Spurgeon Senior Community. Consider joining an extraordinary team dedicated to making a difference in the lives of seniors every day. Competitive salary, comprehensive health and wellness benefits. Learn more at SpurgeonManor.com. President Biden is nominating two Iowans to serve as U.S. attorney for the state's northern and southern districts. On Wednesday, Biden nominated David Waterman to serve as the U.S. attorney for Iowa's southern district and Matthew Gannon to serve in Iowa's northern district. Waterman is a fifth generation attorney in Davenport and Gannon previously served as first assistant attorney general for the Iowa Department of Justice. Their nominations now head to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Both Iowa U.S. Senators Chuck Grassley and Jody Ernst have endorsed their nominations. The renovation of the historic Valair Ballroom in West Des Moines is nearly complete and is set to reopen for the first time since December of 2022. Owner Sam Summers told WHO's 80 Fails that the layout is very similar and key features are still there. The curving stairs at the entrance, the doors with the round windows, the wrought iron railings and floor that's held countless steps. One of the most notable changes is one you can't see at all. The main interior of the Val Air is a giant wide open room with a wood floor and yet there's no echo. The sound is now controlled and contained with the patrons and the neighbors in mind. Millions was spent on sound insulation alone so that the Waterbury neighborhood residents can rest easy. The old roof had barely two inches of foam insulation. The Val Air is it will hold a soft opening event this Sunday and then will hold its first concert next Thursday, February 29th, when Green Sky Bluegrass takes the stage. The White House announced that nearly 153,000 people who have outstanding student loan debt will have their loans forgiven. To cancel an additional $1.2 billion in federal student loans, the Biden administration created a new policy for those enrolled in the 
savings on valuable education policy that cancels debt for borrowers who have been in repayment for at least 10 years and owe 12000 or less in student loans. Those who owe more than 12000 will be eligible to have their debts forgiven after an additional year of payments for every 100 or for every 1000 that they owe. Those eligible for debt relief will receive an email on Wednesday uh, or should have received an email yesterday with details. They, they will not have to take any additional action to have their loans forgiven. John, did you get a get an email yesterday and ha- have any of your loans forgiven? No, I, I did not have any loans. You have no loans? Not well, at all? I mean, I've got house payments. But, well, that's... But I, got, I don't have... Uh... Don't have uh, the you know the, the the college debt or any of that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's, that's all paid off. That's that's all a long long uh, long past. But uh, anyhow, so I guess congratulations to those uh, individuals who uh, have that uh, no longer to look forward to. I was we were just happy to pay off a couple of credit cards yesterday. There you go. That was that was a big win at the Campbell. Wow, household. that's a big win. Yeah. Good work. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with a scoreboard update. In sports on your Thursday morning, last night, men's college basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference. It was Drake and Northern Iowa both in action. The Drake men winning at home. They defeated Belmont 84-69 to remain tied for first place with Indiana State, who also won. Bulldogs record now in the conference 14-3. And last night in normal Illinois, it was Illinois State upending UNI by the score of 81-73. The Panthers now fall in a tie for fifth place in the conference with a 9-8 record. Last night, women's college basketball in the Big 12. The Iowa State Cyclones winning on the road as they defeated the Houston Cougars 76-64 in Houston, Texas. The Cyclones remain tied for sixth place with a 9-6 conference mark in the Big 12, while Houston falls to a tie for 11th place with a 4-11 mark. Tonight, women's college basketball in the Big 10. Number 4, Iowa at number 14, Indiana. The Hawkeyes one game behind first place, Ohio State, and Indiana two games behind first place, Ohio State. They are in third place in the conference. The two teams will tip off at 7 o'clock tonight at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. And tonight in women's college basketball, both Drake and Northern Iowa will be at home. First place, Drake hosts Missouri State, who is tied for second place in Missouri Valley Conference women's standings. They'll tip off at 6 o'clock at the Knapp Center in Des Moines, while Northern Iowa hosts Southern Illinois. They'll tip off at 6 o'clock at the McLeod Center in Cedar Falls. The Panthers tied for fourth in the Missouri Valley Conference women's standings. Friday night, we'll have high school boys sub-state semifinal basketball here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. It'll be Dowling Catholic on the road at Waukee Northwest. Pre-game at 645 with tip-off at 7 o'clock from the Northwest Gym in Waukee. Join Jimmy Cataldo and me for the broadcast on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations tomorrow night. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. Today's forecast brought to you by the Catholic Tuition Organization, helping to make Catholic education more affordable. The uh, deadline for uh, applying this year coming up April 15. You can learn more at ctoiowa.org. Today, we're going to see partly sunny this morning, then clearing. Breezy this afternoon with gusts up to 25 miles per hour and highs in the lower 60s. Tonight, we'll continue to see breezy conditions, otherwise mostly clear and lows in the lower 30s. Tomorrow, Friday, mostly sunny with highs in the 40s. Currently around the listening area, high temperatures in Centerville, 43 degrees. Low temp is up in Marshalltown which is at 36 degrees. Here in Des Moines, it's 40 degrees. In Oskaloosa, 42 degrees. The Iowa Catholic Radio time is 7.07. We'll have more news, sports, and weather coming up in the next half hour. 
Welcome back, John. It's good to have you. Thank you, sir. It was a lot of fun. You, had a good, in, uh, you said you had a good, good mission, and uh, it was Ohio, right? Yeah, Ohio. Um, it's a It was a huge parish, and um, I, I mean, it was one of the bigger missions I've had in a long time, so they brought out about 750 people a night, yeah. which was incredible. So it was awesome to see, but people were lively and fun. The priests were awesome. The staff, I mean, it's just, it was really a breath of fresh air, so a lot of fun being there. Well, somebody else who's no stranger to uh, big audiences, Deacon Randy Keel. Look at this guy. Hey, Deacon. <laughs> hey, an audience of two. An audience John. of two. That's all we need. What, what more could I want this That's morning? That's all we need. Second Sunday of Lent is what we're looking at, my friend. Genesis yeah. or Romans? Genesis. Love it. Oh, man. You know, this is like, hear ye, hear ye. What a good story. We know the story, but this isn't just story. This is our history. Mm-hmm. So the story of Abraham and Isaac and the offering of the call from God to offer Isaac as a sacrifice uh, may be quite familiar to the hearers of the station right now. So Abraham goes off with Isaac and tells his servants, now you guys wait here, we're going to go up the mountain. And this mountain, Mount Moriah, was 55 miles away from where they were at. This was a three-day journey. Hmm. A three-day journey packed with their servants, packed with wood on the back of Isaac. And Isaac was a late teenager at this time. And God called upon him and said, "Take take your son Isaac, your only son, whom you love. Three parts. How often in the Old Testament God spoke in threes, and how often in the New Testament Jesus spoke in threes, Mm. and in our celestial realm available for us, we worship the God who is the person of three. So the son Isaac, your only son, and whom you love, this is the first time in the Word of God in the Old Testament that the word love is used. Wow. I did not know that. It's a parallel. The son that you love, your only begotten son, that you love. Mm. And then that parallels John 3.16. For God so loved the world. So here, Abraham is asked to be obedient to God the Father, to show the Father his love. And later we have the mirror of this event, God offering his son for the sake of his love for the whole world. So we have the thesis and the antithesis happening between these two stories. Also, in, in the Jewish tradition, this Akedah, that's the title of this, this part right here. That's what they call it. This is the binding, the binding of Isaac, not the sacrifice of Isaac. And when you think of it, he was offering up Isaac as the sacrifice because there was no lamb yet, so he bound him up. But the, that was the antithesis of what we see in God offering his son as a sacrifice. He was loosened and set, stretched out and set free. Hmm. So we have such contrast here between this offering of sacrifice, which did not happen, even though during this time from the land of Ur, where Abraham was from, human sacrifice was not an unknown thing. And John, in a sad way, when we look at life today, human sacrifice is still not a strange aspect to our society. It's still there. It's a grieved aspect, and we fight against it, but it is a grieved aspect. It has never gone away from the world. Mm -hmm. But that is also why Jesus came, to offer up this sense of sacrifice. But Abraham knew 
Abraham did know his son was not going to be killed because of so many things that he let out. And if we listen carefully to Sunday's readings, folks, listen to the clues that tell us how God was at work. This was also the last time in the Old Testament that an angel called down and spoke to man directly. Hmm. And he spoke to Abraham twice in this passage. It's so rich. I mean, there's so much here, right? I mean, just the story, the story standing on itself is a pretty rip roaring story. But then, of course, you look at what it's foreshadowing here with the Lord uh, is is, uh, really beautiful. So thanks for taking us through that. That's Genesis it's going to be the first reading for this second Sunday of Lent. It's it's just jam-packed. Make sure to pay attention, uh, everyone. Deacon Randy, just knock it out of the park every time, brother. Would you pray with us? Oh, I would. And Lord, I pray for us to follow the model even of Isaac, that we would not fight against your way, even if we are called upon, as we as we are called upon, to be a sacrifice of our life for the sake of you. We offer our sacrifice over to you this Lent, Father, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Randy Keel. Talk to you soon, Deacon. God bless you. Glad, John. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Coming up right after this, Father P.J. McManus is going to be on for your Ask Father P.J. segment. Make sure to stick around for 745 today, friends. Ralph Martin is going to be on, president of Renewal Ministries, for the Forge event that's going to be taking place uh, February 26th. So that's this Monday. Uh, Ralph is just a, a fantastic contributor to my life when it comes to really helping me dive deeper in my prayer um, he's just got so much good stuff. We'll have uh, Ralph Martin on second half hour. Father PJ again when we come back. John Lenetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Friends, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Confluence Brewing Company, a former homebrewer's dream, is now a hub where great things come together. Situated south of Gray's Lake and easily accessible via the bike trail in Des Moines. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming comes from Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Des Moines, inviting you to Shamrocks and Shenanigans, Saturday, March 2nd, at The Shop, 901 Cherry Street in downtown Des Moines. Prepare yourself for a unique evening of Irish fun in support of vital programs, which assist those most in need in our communities. Food, music, and fun for all. Tables and individual tickets available at catholiccharitiesdm.org. Shamrocks and Shenanigans, Saturday, March 2nd. Thank you, Catholic Charities, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from John Leonetti, EOS Implementer, the entrepreneurial operating system, helping businesses and organizations clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision. John.Leonetti at EOSWorldwide.com. Fast Signs is a custom sign and visual solutions company with an extensive selection of digital signage, interior and exterior signs, banners, and vehicle wraps. Learn more at FastSigns.com. Thank you, Fast Signs in Clive, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at WestgateDentalIA.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from the Des Moines Symphony, presenting Discover Gershwin. Award-winning pianist Michelle Kahn celebrates the 100th anniversary of Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. The concert will open with Grammy-nominated composer Carlos Simon's gospel-inspired Amen. And Cesar Franck's Symphony in D minor will bring the concert to a close. Saturday night, March 9th, and Sunday afternoon, March 10th, at the Des Moines Civic Center. Learn more at dmsymphony.org. 
The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, stick around for the second half hour, friends. Ralph Martin's going to be on. Ralph is, um, boy, just a, a contributor to, to so many different Catholic organizations out there. But kind of his main bread and butter has been Renewal Ministries. And it's been around for a very long time. Uh, and he's really just done so much in helping people engage with the Lord in prayer and really dive deeper into their prayer lives and learn how to pray. Um, there's tons of resources out there as well. So uh, Ralph is going to be a lot of fun to be able to speak to. I know he's helped me tremendously in my in my spiritual life, and he's just got some awesome books. So we'll have him on about 745 today to talk about the Forge event on Monday. Let's go to our next guest. He is uh, pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines, Father P.J. McManus. Hello, Father. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning to you. All right, we got a kiddo section today. My uh, my kids are the contributors to the questions here. So, um, do they get a commission for this? Well, apparently my 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 answers aren't good enough for them, Father. So oh. they they say bring them to Father PJ. But they listen well, you every do have wise children. Man. Yes, yes, they listen every <laughs> Thursday. Every Thursday, they love this segment with you, Father. So here we go. Uh, first question comes from Gianna and Joseph. Uh, really was was wondering about this one too. What does God mean when he talks about there being a new heaven and a new earth? You know, I think the first thing to say is that Jesus, uh, throughout all of his life, so this isn't just the new heavens and the new earth that we see like at the end of the book of Revelation, Mm -hmm. but Jesus, uh, throughout his life, seems to be doing things new. So he he begins his public ministry by being baptized in the waters of the Jordan, Mm -hmm. But the Jordan's important, right, because it's the river that everybody remembers. Your kids certainly remember the story of, of Moses and the Red Sea. But Joshua really finishes the story, right, because then he splits the Jordan River and leads the people through the Jordan into the Promised Land. So Jesus splits the Jordan River with his body as he's baptized and leads his people into a new Promised Land, the kingdom. Um when Jesus uh, heals, uh, we'll read this in, a, in, in three weeks, right? Uh, when Jesus uh, brings sight to the man born blind, right, he spits uh, and makes mud and rubs the, 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 the mud on his eyes. Well, this is clay, like God making the man in the very beginning. So Jesus is, in a certain sense, always making things new. Hmm. And when he, when he heals people, he restores health to a body that was, that was sick or life even to one who has been dead. Um, he, he's not simply supplying what was, but he brings something more and better than was there before, like when he turns the water into wine, right? So, so, so the new heavens and the new earth are that newness that Jesus brings to the world, but sort of writ large, put everywhere. Um, and, uh, and, and, and in the end, right, all creation gets made new in light of Jesus. So that, so, so that, so that it's really our relationship with Jesus that recreates us. And that's what things like, you know, the, the Lenten disciplines, uh, the, the penances that we undertake during Lent are for is to help sort of prepare us, make us supple and malleable so that we can be remade, recreated into something new. So Joseph is very concerned. Is the earth going to just disappear? Is the universe just going to be gone? So, I, look, I don't know that we have the information to answer that in the way that, that would be satisfying for, mm-hmm. for Joseph. 
Um, certainly, there's, there's, there's some kind of continuity between what was and what is. Uh, Jesus is both still clearly Jesus and also looks and acts very different than he did during his earthly ministry, right? Yeah. Um, when St. John first sees him uh, at the beginning of, 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 of Revelations, right, he has white hair. Well, Jesus didn't live long enough to have white hair, right? right. But, 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 but when he first sees him um, in, in, this, in the heavenly vision of Revelation, um, he, he looks different than he did on earth, and yet he identifies himself as the one who was dead but who now lives forever, the one who holds the keys of death in Hades. And so, you know, I, I, I think that's important not only from the perspective of, like, what does the world look like, but even what do we look like? Um, do do we look the same? Are we the same? Well, we're certainly still the same, and that we're we're enough the same that we're still us. Like I don't become Johnny, and you don't become Teresa, and yeah. Joseph doesn't become Gianna, but um, but we're but we're different too, and we just don't know enough to know what that difference looks like. Well, that might lead into the the third question here that we'll go to, um, and they're they're very curious about this. How old will we look in heaven? So I I don't know that anybody knows. I mean, what's interesting, right, is that Jesus. After his resurrection, both in the accounts in the Gospels and then um, in in what we see uh, in Revelation, uh, Jesus looks different. Mm-hmm. So 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 you know the disciples on the road to Emmaus don't initially recognize him. They don't recognize him until he celebrates the Eucharist with them. Um, uh, Mary Magdalene initially thinks he's the gardener, right? She doesn't recognize him until he calls her by name. So Jesus looks different, and yet. Once, once they realize who he is, then it's immediate and obvious, and, yeah. and it's clear it was him the whole time, right? And so in, in, in Revelation, like I said, at the beginning, he looks like an old man. For most of the book, he looks like a lamb. So I don't know. Maybe Joseph will look like a raccoon. I, <laughs> <laughs> I could just see his face listening to this right, right now. With the, with the eyes and the whole bit. But 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 what I'm saying here, right, is that is that I don't know that we know enough about that. What I can say is, you know, much smarter people than me in the tradition have talked about this. Saint Thomas Aquinas um, uh, famously thought that we wouldn't have hair, hmm. uh, and uh, and the reason for this, right, is that hair, at least by the time we can see it or feel it, is dead. That's wow. right. Wow. And so, and so, 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 so Thomas thought that we wouldn't have hair anywhere in our bodies because hair was itself a kind of sign of death. Um, it, it's also worth noting here that Thomas was bald, so <laughs> he might have had a, a, a dog in his fight more. Hey, I'm okay like I with do. it. I will be very recognizable. <laughs> Yeah, what, what about you, the tradition? You, what about the tradition you of the glor- right? The glorified body, right? That that we may we may assume the body of a thirty three year old, but this is the, the the time that our Lord resurrected. Yep. Yep. So so this comes from uh, some of the later church fathers uh, who who are drawing both on Jewish and Greek traditions that say that you know the Lord dies sort of at, at the height of the pinnacle of human life. So thirty three is like as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Johnny. Looks like we're both on the downhill slope. <laughs> yes, um, we are. <laughs> but uh, but I think the the point here, or sort of the the, the move here, uh, is that we find ourselves in our most perfected state. Hmm. So 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 whatever version of us is in heaven or enjoys the the the, the vision of the kingdom is going to be the most perfect version of us that ever is or ever was. Now, on one level, we can probably make some reasonable uh, 
reasonable, draw some reasonable conclusions about that. So there, we're not going to have huge deficits, even if we did in life. Um, uh, this is why things, you know, like sight being restored or, or lameness being made to walk or that sort of thing. Okay, so a thing that's an obvious defect that gets supplied. I often wonder, and this is purely speculative, but most of the rest of this is purely speculative too. It's yeah. other smarter people's speculation. I often wonder, um, you know how you meet people who sometimes like seem like they're old before they're old, yeah, and they have to sort of grow into themselves. Yeah, like my dad. Uh, I, like <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Sorry, but I didn't dad. argue. <laughs> uh, um, I often wonder if 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 different people are different ages. Mm. Um, uh, if different people, uh, you know, if, if if the diversity that exists here on Earth, so part of part of what is good and right and holy about our life here on Earth is the diversity of ages that we live with. It's one of the great gifts that a parish uh, gives to the to, to the church today, or to the world today, because like a lot of my kids, like in my school, their grandparents don't live here. Their grandparents are a thousand miles away in Mexico, mm. and so the old people they come to know at church are are the are the grandparents that they know, right? Um, that intergenerational uh, sort of thing is, is is an important part of sort of human life, and so 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 I I don't see any problem with the you know, the, the, the one version of this is everybody's magically thirty three and good looking enough to walk down the 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 red carpet, right? And another version of this is uh, is is there's a diversity of ages and races and places and tongues and 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 the, and that the difference uh, actually constitutes perfection as much as sameness. I love this. I love this because there's just no easy answer to, to, to this, and uh, I, I want my kids to know that, and they do. They're listening. Um, all right, here's another question that uh, my kiddos have asked, Father. How can God watch over me, Gianna says, and everyone else at the same time? That is a great question, Gianna. It's a great question. Um, and the reason we have trouble with it is because what happens when we watch over each other is a very different kind of thing than what happens when God watches over us. So, so from our perspective, you know, if we're set to like babysit our siblings or something like that, um, we, you know, we have the five senses that we have at our disposal. We've got whatever wits uh, and skills we've developed uh, to, to 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 take care of those that we're put in charge of. Like we we we've got some clear natural gifts, but they're limited. I can only see what's in front of me or what's being transmitted from a camera, right? Like, I, like I, can't, I, I don't have, I can't see what's going on in the other room in my house right now. I can only, can only see what's going on here in my study with me and the dog. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, so God isn't like that. God's able to take in all the things all at the same time. And he's not looking through eyes the way you and I are. He's perceiving in a much more radical and um, a much better way, Right. Um, my eyes aren't that great. That's why I have to wear glasses, right? God doesn't have glasses for the spiritual sight that he has that, that allows him to see everything. And so so God's able to do this because of the kind of thing that God is, which is unlike any other thing. In fact, in some ways, it's not even a thing. He's, he's like past being a thing. Hmm. This is so deep. I love it. Uh, all right. Last question we got here is uh, why, this is Joseph, why did God want to come to earth? He just can't figure it out. Why, would he, why wouldn't he want to just stay in heaven? Why would he want to come to earth and experience being a human? 
ice cream. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> I uh, and I'm only half playing. Yeah. Um, I I I I think it's because um, we, especially we who hold the faith and who really value the spiritual life, we we rightly talk about the perfection that's proper to heaven, and can make it sound then as though the what we have on earth is so like dingy, it's not worth keeping. Mm-hmm. So it's like God's God came slumming it with us uh, in the incarnation. I don't think that's quite the right move. I understand why we would make it, and I'm certainly not arguing against the perfection proper to heaven. But I think, I, 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 in some ways, I think what's behind Joseph's question is much like what, what was behind Giannis. Um, uh, it, it, it's a problem of, like, imagining God to be too much like us. Hmm. Uh, so, 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 so Jesus came to earth, at, at least on some level, to experience those things proper to earth and proper to being a human person. So there is a... There is a peculiar delight that comes from all of the sensory experiences that we have, which is why, you know, spicy food feels different than ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. But some, I want salsa on my chips. I don't want ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, you know, God, um, uh, God delights in diversity, uh, bonum diffusum, uh, bonum diffusum est, like God, God, good is diffusive of itself. So God, like, spreads his goodness around in a variety of ways, and he likes working through these secondary causes. And on some level, I think he wanted to be able to relate to us as one of us. You know, I, 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 like, you know me, and you love me. My dog who's sitting here with me loves me too, but his capacity to love is much less than yours. Yeah. And so, and so even if you're not the person who loves me most you're going to love me better than the dog is able to love me. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so it's, it's not that God lacks particular capacities, but that God takes on these particular capacities for us. And, and, and I don't know about you, but like the notion of God enjoying an ice cream makes me enjoy my ice cream more. Mm. I really like and I, that. And, 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 and I think that's what's, what's at the bottom of this. Now, of course... It's, it, it also accomplishes an important uh, it, it, it accomplishes an important part of God's plan, which is necessary for our salvation. So that's like the main thing. Yeah. So I mean, the, the short form answer is: Why did He want to come to Earth? Well, to save us, to, and, and to give us a life better than we could have ever imagined. But but there's a lot of like the, the why questions always have have more. Yeah. It's beautiful, actually. In fact, my wife did a really good job of answering that when when uh, Joseph first said it. So that's that's pretty good stuff. That's right not surprising. No, no, it's not. Um, would you give us your blessing, Father? Knock, knocked it out of the park. Sure, sure. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. You're awesome, Father. Thank you so much for coming on and all you do for us here. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, gang. He's Father P.J. McManus, everyone. He's just so good. We're so fortunate. We have some great priests in this diocese, don't we? Holy cow. We just do. And every time I leave and I go other places to visit, I tell I tell everyone that, too. We, we just unbelievable priests. So really smart ones, too. We just heard one. All right. Coming second half, an hour, second half hour, uh, Ralph Martin is going to be on the show. Uh, he's going to be speaking at the Forge event that's going to be taking place on Monday night at 7 o'clock. 
Uh, we'll have all those details for you uh, coming up here in the second half hour. But uh, you're going to want to stick around for Ralph Martin. He's founder of Renewal Ministries. Uh, just been so good for the life of the uh, the church here in the last, I would say, 30, 40 years in what he has done uh, for people's spiritual lives, especially prayer, union with God, and understanding that. Um, so much good stuff coming out of Ralph Martin. We'll have him on about 745. So stay tuned. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go right now to Father with today's Gospel and Reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. Today we take a bit of a respite from the penitential themes of Lent to celebrate the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter. Today the Church celebrates the fact that Jesus founded his church on earth on his apostle Peter. The Church has remained firm on apostolic foundations through all of her history and especially on the foundation of Peter and his confession of faith in the divinity of Christ. Peter and his successors, throughout the church's history, their mission during their papacy is to keep the church faithful to this original confession of faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is indeed a heavy burden for the successor of Peter to carry the weight of the church on his shoulders and leading her in the ways of faith. This is a difficult task, and so we must pray for the successor of St. Peter. Today, make your Lenten practices for the intention of our Holy Father, Pope Francis. Pray for him. Offer your fasts today or your almsgiving for him, for his health, for his fidelity to his office, that he may always be faithful to the mission that Christ has given him to be the successor of St. Peter on earth. May God bless you and let us continue praying for each other. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. The next Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, March 8th at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in West Des Moines. Ryland Jones will share his conversion story and how Oot Feedem brought him from Alaska to Iowa. Lunch provided by Chick-fil-A. Register at iowacatholicradio.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Ralph Martin, right around the corner, everyone, of Renewal Ministries. Speaking at the Forge event Monday night. Stick around. He's a great guest. All right, Deacon Tony, let's pray this morning. Take, O Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. Whatever I have or hold, you have given me. I restore it all to you and surrender it wholly to be governed by your will. Give me only your love and your grace, and I am rich enough and ask for nothing more. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Deacon Mark, let's go to your top news headlines of the day. Thank you, John. News today brought to you by Spurgeon Senior Community. Consider joining an extraordinary team dedicated to making a difference in the lives of seniors every day. Competitive salary, comprehensive health and wellness benefits. You can learn more at SpurgeonManor.com. United Airlines plans to resume direct flights from the United States to Tel Aviv, Israel early next month, making it the first American carrier to resume direct service to Israel after suspending flights due to the conflict in Gaza. American Airlines, United Airlines and Delta Airlines all suspended service after the deadly October 7th attack in Israel by Hamas militants. Delta has so far said it will cancel flights to Israel through April 30th as it continues to monitor the situation. American is still not offering direct flights from the U.S. and has extended this travel advisory for customers traveling to Tel Aviv. United's flights from Newark to Tel Aviv will resume on March 2nd with initial flights stopping in Munich and eventually transitioning to a nonstop flight to Tel Aviv. United hopes to offer daily nonstop flights from Newark to Tel Aviv beginning March 6th. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is trying to shut down a Catholic nonprofit organization in El Paso based on allegations that the group may be facilitating illegal immigration, harboring immigrants who entered the country illegally, and engaging in human smuggling. Paxton filed a lawsuit against the nonprofit Annunciation House, which has operated in the state for nearly 50 years. The lawsuit asked the District Court of El Paso County to revoke the organization's nonprofit registration, which would prohibit it from continuing to operate in Texas. In response to the lawsuit, Annunciation House issued a statement that called Paxton's actions illegal, immoral, and anti-faith, and his allegations unfounded. According to the statement, the organization has provided hospitality to hundreds of thousands of refugees for over 46 years, and and that if its activities are illegal, so too is the work of local hospitals, schools, and food banks. Well, the renovation of the historic Val Air Ballroom in West Des Moines is nearly complete and is set to reopen for the first time since December of 2022. Owner Sam Summers told WHO's Andy Fales that the layout is very similar and key features are still there, including the curving stairs at the entrance, the doors with the round windows, the wrought iron railings, and the floor that's held countless steps. One of the most notable changes is one that you won't see at all. The main interior of the Val Air is a giant wide open room with a wood floor, and yet there's no echo. The sound is now controlled and contained for the, uh, with the patrons and the neighbors in mind. Millions was spent on sound insulation alone so that the Waterbury neighborhood residents can rest easy. The Val Air will hold a soft opening event this Sunday and then will hold its first concert on Thursday, February 29th, when Green Sky Bluegrass takes the stage. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with the scoreboard update. In sports on your Thursday morning, last night, men's college basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference. It was Drake and Northern Iowa both in action. The Drake men winning at home. They defeated Belmont 84-69 to remain tied for first place with Indiana State, who also won. Bulldogs record now in the conference 14-3. 
And last night in normal Illinois, it was Illinois State upending UNI by the score of 81-73. The Panthers now fall in a tie for fifth place in the conference with a 9-8 record. Last night, women's college basketball in the Big 12. The Iowa State Cyclones winning on the road as they defeated the Houston Cougars 76-64 in Houston, Texas. The Cyclones remain tied for sixth place with a 9-6 conference mark in the Big 12, while Houston falls to a tie for 11th place with a 4-11 mark. Tonight, women's college basketball in the Big 10. Number 4, Iowa at number 14, Indiana. The Hawkeyes one game behind first place, Ohio State, and Indiana two games behind first place, Ohio State. They are in third place in the conference. The two teams will tip off at 7 o'clock tonight at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. And tonight in women's college basketball, both Drake and Northern Iowa will be at home. First place, Drake hosts Missouri State, who is tied for second place in Missouri Valley Conference women's standings. They'll tip off at 6 o'clock the Knapp Center in Des Moines, while Northern Iowa hosts Southern Illinois. They'll tip off at 6 o'clock at the McLeod Center in Cedar Falls. The Panthers tied for fourth in the Missouri Valley Conference women's standings. Friday night, we'll have high school boys sub-state semifinal basketball here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. It'll be Dowling Catholic on the road at Waukee Northwest. Pre-game at 645 with tip-off at 7 o'clock from the Northwest Gym in Waukee. Join Jimmy Cataldo and me for the broadcast on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations tomorrow night. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. Today's forecast brought to you by a Catholic tuition organization helping to make Catholic education more affordable. The deadline for application is April 16th. You can learn more at ctoiowa.org. Partly sunny this morning, then clearing, breezy this afternoon with wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour and highs in the lower 60s. Overnight, we'll continue to see breezy conditions, otherwise mostly clear, lows in the 30s. Tomorrow, Friday, mostly sunny with highs in the 40s. Uh, currently around the listing area, Fairfield is one of the high uh, high temperature marks at 43 degrees. Nevada at 37 degrees. Des Moines at 42 and Adel at 40. Iowa Catholic Radio 9 at time is 742. And let's look at our Saint of the Day. Back to you, John. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, does the church really celebrate a piece of furniture? Today is the feast of the chair of St. Peter. Okay, no, we aren't actually celebrating a recliner. Instead, much like when we talk about a committee chair, the chair serves as a symbol of the authority of its occupant. Put another way, today we celebrate Jesus' decision to make St. Peter our first pope and to create a church with a series of popes. Throughout the Gospels, there is a clear indication that Jesus selected St. Peter to guide the Catholic Church. He found it here on earth. While Jesus proclaiming Peter the rock on which he'd found his church is the most important of such stories, we see how in the Gospels Peter's name is always written first among the apostles. The Apostle John, also known as the Beloved Apostle, steps aside to allow Peter to enter Jesus' tomb first. Both James and Paul acknowledge Peter's authority in the Council of Jerusalem, recounted in the Acts of the Apostles. Our first pope was not free from making mistakes, though. In fact, he was an impulsive kind of guy, and that led him to put his foot in his mouth pretty often. But Jesus selected Peter to found and guide our church. And the more than 260 popes who have followed have continued his leadership for two millennia. 
we ask today, St. Peter, to pray for us. Amen. All right, when we come back, we're going to have Ralph Martin. He is the president of Renewal Ministries, and you're not going to want to miss this. He is so good, especially when it comes to really deepening people's prayer. And that's a perfect opportunity to have this guy on, and we'll have him on when we come back. John Lee here on the Catholic Morning Show, friends. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Anne Marie Cox. Tune into Bishop's Radio Show this weekend. Guests are Anne and Bill Moore, who coordinate the Catholic Divorce Survival Guide meetings. Anne and Bill provide guidance through the Catholic Divorce Survival Guide for everything from grief to kids to finances. You can hear them on Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Saturday at 8 o'clock or Sunday at 11 o'clock. Can't tune in then? That's okay. The shows are posted on the list of podcasts at Iowa Catholic Radio. Tune in whenever you can at iowacatholicradio.com. If it's Thursday during Lent, you might be thinking about where you're going to go for a fish fry tomorrow. Find a comprehensive list of parish dinners, times, costs, and alternatives to fish at dmdiocese.org slash events. That's dmdiocese.org slash events. And don't forget, St. Ambrose Cathedral downtown offers a fish lunch from 1130 to 1. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau Agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Appreciate you being a part of it. All right, Monday, the 26th, we're going to welcome in a man that has uh, written some books that really helped me. And he's on with us right now, Ralph Martin. Hello, sir. Hello, John. Good Boy. to be with you again. Founder of Renewal Ministries uh, and president, give a give a snapshot quick of what the Renewal Ministries is. Yeah, well, we we're engaged in Catholic renewal and evangelization. We have a weekly TV program called The Choices We Face. That's the longest running Catholic television program, and we've got two cup daily radio programs. We do mission work in about thirty different countries. Uh, have a YouTube channel, uh, have a ministry to high school students and young adults, and we're just trying to evangelize and help people, strengthen them in the faith. Well, one of the things that I've really always enjoyed about your work, uh, Ralph, is is the fact that you you really concentrate not just on apologetics. Apologetics is extremely important, but you go deeper. You go deeper into really forming people in, in, a, in an intimate relationship with God, prayer. That's always been at the center of your work, it seems to me. No, that's true. Uh, I... 
you know, I, I wrote a book years ago called The Fulfillment of All Desires, yep. a guidebook for the journey to God based on the wisdom of the saints. And I, I just, I'm so happy at how many people it's helping to really uh, grow deeper in the relationship with the Lord. It's the best wisdom the Catholic Church has. It's the doctors of the church. It's not my wisdom, but I think the Lord helped me put it in an orderly, clear way that people can understand it. Is that your, that, that's your, your, your best one, right? Your best book? Well, I don't know. You know, I, I, it probably is. I'll uh, say it is. The, the, no, it probably is. But there's <laughs> other important books. Like yeah. I, I was willing to go to Rome to get a doctorate because they were going to let me focus on the, the problem of universalism and you know the the, the deception that God's so merciful everybody's going to be saved even if we don't believe and repent and. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote a book on basis of that called Will Many Be Saved? What Vatican II Actually Teaches and Its Implications for the New Evangelization. So that's that's pretty important. It's more on a scholarly level, but it, that's that's something that's important. I mean, this work, anyway, though. You know, I've been here a long time, so I could go through a bunch of books. Yeah, but, anyway. but this book, <laughs> The Fulfillment of All Desire, man, you get me going on this one. I It, it, it was so good for me. And it's not—this it, isn't like just kind of surface-level stuff, right? I mean, there's simple books no. that you can read on prayer and— uh, you know, prayer for beginners by Peter Kraft is is you know mm-hmm. one of the one of the best, most simplest, clear yeah. books on prayer I've ever read in my life. But the fulfillment yeah. of all desire, you're going about four levels deeper here. I mean, and you're you're going to like the St. John's of the Crosses, you're going to Teresa of Avila, and all yeah. of that. I mean, the richness that they give us in the spiritual life. Woo. Yeah, and it's very challenging, but it's very good. It's very real. It's very true. It's very helpful. And uh, I think the contribution that I was able to make is to break it down in a way that people can understand what they're actually saying and without watering down their teaching. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's, I, I like it. What is prayer to you? To Ralph Martin, what is prayer? Well, my, my favorite definition is something I think I came up with is prayer is paying attention to God. Mm. You know, just, just being with him wanting to know him, wanting to be in his presence, wanting to be loved by him, wanting to be taught by him. Uh, you know, in a, in a human relationship, if you don't pay attention to the other person, you're not going to grow in that relationship. And so it's as simple as that. We need to pay attention to God. And the way, the way I really made it real in my own life is that I decided many, many years ago, I really needed to take some time every day, daily prayer time, to be with the Lord, to meditate on Scripture, to hear what He has to say. And uh, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be praying all day long. We should be doing that. But I think having, like the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, unless you pray sometimes, it's hard to pray always. Yeah, but what do you say to people that say, well, yeah, Ralph, like another relationship, that other person at least talks back to me, right? God doesn't talk to me. How How do you respond to that? Yeah, well, the main way in which God speaks to us is by giving us Jesus. Hmm. And the main way in which Jesus speaks to us is in the inspired and errant word that comes to us in sacred scripture. Hmm. So as we meditate on sacred scripture in a prayerful way with faith, saying, this is the Lord speaking to me, it is the Lord speaking to me, it is the Lord communicating to me his will, his ways, uh, his love, his, his challenge, his call to repentance, you know, and and from time to time, as we grow in prayer, that become that can become very real and very personal. Where we know, hey, the scripture passage I just read today is really for me. The Lord's kind of like illuminated it for me. He quickened it to me. Uh, something kind of like just stood out in in a psalm, for example. And 
I never saw that before, and it's really good. I'm really going to take it into my soul. I'm going to really form my thinking around it. Yeah, I mean, the, the like like you just said, I mean, the answer is, are you reading your Bible, right? Yeah. God's not speaking to me. Uh, well, you're not reading your Bible, right? This is God's yeah. revelation yeah. to the world from beginning to end. God just communicating to us what he desires for us and what he wants for us. John Paul II said in the year 2000, it is Jesus we seek when we dream of happiness. And, and this book, your title, The Fulfillment of All Desire, this is it, right? This union with God yeah, yeah, is what the yeah, whole world is. is looking for, even if we don't know it. Right. No, absolutely. And and sometimes there's other ways in which God speaks to us, too. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit could sometimes give us a gentle nudge, just mm-hmm. a little insight or a little a little inspiration or a little warning or just a, just a little movement in our soul that's almost imperceptible sometimes. But as we learn how to kind of be quiet and be attentive to that, the Holy Spirit can actually guide us in different ways and instruct us in different ways and show us things in different ways. I love you say, how you say, paying attention to God. That that really hit me this morning. Uh, what are you going to be talking about at the Forge event on Monday night? Yes, well, I'm looking forward to being in Des Moines, and uh, there's so much confusion going on in the world and so much confusion going on to the church. I want to uh, address that, but I want to mainly kind of focus on how we can keep our head clear and our hearts at peace mm. in the midst of the confusion, not get swallowed up by it or possessed by it, and keep our eyes on Jesus and be in the best situation possible to be men following the Lord, husbands, fathers, and so on. But Ralph, church politics is way too much fun. We got to get out of that? Well, I think we have to take <laughs> note of it, but mainly to uh, look at it in light of the Word of God, yeah. to tell you the truth. Amen. You, know? Amen. you know, if we're just left with human opinion, if we're just left with one cardinal saying this and another cardinal saying that, one bishop's conference going in this direction, mm-hmm. the bishops of Africa saying, no, we're not going there. Uh, yes, we need to sort that out to a certain extent, but we mainly need to know the Lord. We mainly need to know His Word. We mainly need to be paying attention to Him. And we mainly need to be keeping attention on the mission He's given us. We can't solve these big problems ourselves. Yeah. You know, our holiness of life, our obedience to the Lord, will make a contribution to the whole church. But we've got our mission right in front of us in our in our homes, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our job environments. Well, you're always bringing us back to what's most important, Ralph. Uh, and, and just, I love your work. I, I love uh, speaking to you anytime you come on this show. Um, he is going to be friends. You're not going to want to miss this. Okay, it's going to be at the uh, Tea Room. All right, everyone knows where that is. Seven thirteen Walnut Street, downtown. Des Moines. That's this Monday at 7 p.m. is when the event starts for the Forge event. Um, It is restricted to men, so it is just a men's event that's going to be taking place. I can hear uh, the the audible gasps of people, but uh, your your work is not just for men, but the Forge work that they do is. uh, And I, I, I just can't thank you enough for the work that you continue to do, Ralph. Well, John, we could say to the ladies who are who are groaning right now. Yes. Hey, if you want to hear what's going on there, send your husbands there. There you send go. Your boyfriends there. Send yep. your sons there, and let them tell you what what happened. That's the way to do it, right there. Ralph Martin, everyone. God bless you, Ralph. Thanks for coming on, brother. God bless you, John. Okay. All right, friends, and and Bye. make sure to check out this book, friends. Uh, the fulfillment of all desire. Uh, I, it's it's one of my top five books. It really is of uh, on my top fifty list. Um, I think it sits at like three or four. Uh, it, it, it was just it was monumental in my my growth in prayer, 
But it is deep, I will say. I mean, it, it, it is something that you got to read over and over and over again. I had one of my friends that I recommended it to, and he said, I, I couldn't get past the first page. I kept trying to <laughs> read it. And it, it, it's deeper, but um, it's a good, good reflection on what God desires to do inside of each and every one of us, as he did with his saints. Deacon Tony, let's pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that no tempest may disturb us. For you have set us fast on the rock of the Apostle Peter's confession of faith. May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us. Protect us all from evil and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. We'll be back on live tomorrow. In the meantime, I'm John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died.